0: Radio Haver is proud to present Port Christmas.
1: Good morning, Port Christmas. I'm your early morning sip of coffee, General Joe Gargery, here to send you on your way to a productive day aboard the good station, Port Christmas. This fine mourn marks the fifth month since our sheriff adorned her badge for the last time and five months with her replacement not picking up the shield in her wake. Sheriff Marley was dead to begin with. There's no doubt whatever about that. The register of her coffin's jettison was signed by the governor, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Deputy Scrooge signed it and Scrooge's name was good upon change for anything she chooses to put her hand to. Old Marley was as dead as the gas powered automobile. Scrooge knew she was dead, of course she did, how could it be otherwise? Scrooge and she were partners for I don't know how many a cycle. Scrooge was her chosen one, her right hand and her eyes as Marley aged. She was her sole friend and sole mourner. The mention of Marley's funeral brings me back to the point I started from. There's no doubt Marley is dead, yet Scrooge has not erased Marley's name from the sheriff's station listings. There it still stands to this day. Sheriff Marley, deputies Abigail Scrooge and Bob Cratchit. Strange, don't you think?
0: Well, good morning, Sheriff Scrooge. Why is it? Oh, uh, maybe it is, maybe it's not. Then I spare you to keep it
2: to
3: yourself. Oh, but she has a tight fisted hand to the mistle. A squeezing, retching, grasping, scraping, clutching, sour faced grub.
4: Scrooge. what a glass of alien ice quench your first this fine day, Sheriff.
2: No, it would not. And I hope for your favour that your retail permit is in fine order. Oh,
4: yes, yes, Miss Sheriff. Yes, it is. It's in fine order. All up to date and stamped by Lord Farnacle himself.
2: Well, I would hope so. For yours and your
3: liberty. Hard and sharp as flint, from which no steel had ever struck out of generous fire. Secret and self-contained, and solitary as an asteroid.
2: Excuse me. Oh, do you... A permit to squeal in public. Cratchit, report. Good morning to you too. Oh, you too with the pleasantries. Is this station leaking dark matter from the quarter drive you all this insane? Oh, no, nothing
5: that dramatic, ma'am. Just the eve of the day for which this station was named.
2: Oh, for Marley's sake. Why you all champion a day that celebrates a faith long since abandoned in a place for which it was never practiced baffles me.
5: <laughs> oh, it must be Christmas.
2: Why are you making that ridiculous noise?
5: Only on Christmas would you admit to your <clears throat>
2: Uh Speak up, man. If the words are worth the air, let's be hearing them so.
6: Jingle bells, jingle bells. Merry Christmas Eve, sister. The stars be with you. Bah, humbug. Christmas is a humbug, sister. I hope that is meant as a joke.
2: It raises my blood temperature, but not the spirits. Humbug to it. Come, what is it that you want? Don't waste all day, Fred.
6: I came to wish a merry on the eve of Christmas, sister. Do not be cross with my intentions.
2: Well, what else can I be when I live in such a world of fools as this? Merry Christmas. What's Christmas to you but a time for finding yourself a year older, but not an hour richer? Another year passed without... Ah, oh, humbug. If I had my way, every idiot who pops around with Merry Christmas on their lips would be wrapped in a bow and blasted out the nearest airlock. Abigail! Keep Christmas in your own way and out of mine. But... Leave it!
6: As you wish, but there are many things from which I might have found enjoyment, by which I have not profited. I dare say Christmas among the rest. And though it has never put a scrap of platinum in my pocket, I believe it has done me good. Belle thought the same. Bah! Don't be upset. Come. Come dine with us tomorrow. Clara would love it. Say you will come dine with us like you used to. I shall
2: dine how I always dine.
6: Alone. Why choose alone over the company of loved ones? Why? Why did you get married? Why? Because I fell in love with a wonderful girl.
2: Yeah, well, so did I. And what did that bring me but a lifetime of heartache? Good day to you, Fred. Ab... Cratchit. Yes, ma'am. See Mr. Salisbury to the door before he's in desperate need of his uncle's services.
5: Yes, ma'am. This way, Fred.
6: She can be so hurtful and cruel. Huh.
7: Try working for her. <laughs> Is now about time.
2: To... Run! Why you still have the legs to carry you?
7: Pardon, sir? Are
2: you here to report a crime, perchance?
7: No. I am here on behalf of the Marley estate.
2: Marley's dead. Has been for five months to this very day. Why a visit now and not in the ample time in between?
7: It was under strict instruction that, in case of Mrs. Marley's untimely death, that I provide to Miss Abigail Elizabeth Scrooge on the morn of the 24th day of December, within the first calendar year, this Harbinger PPF data drive.
2: Well, that is the morn of his great exhort, so do your solemn duty, then be gone.
7: There is one more thing of a delicate nature to discuss.
2: I am not a dentist, so have no patience nor desire to pull teeth. Get on with it.
7: The late Mrs Marley was not of sound estate prior to her passing, and thus left dues outstanding. Before I can fulfil her wishes, I must solicit her levy in full.
2: Credit spared is never a thief nor a lawyer born. Take my charge card and clear the levy, but not a cent more than obliged, or I will have your licence to practice removed, along with your freedom of movement.
0: Thank you for trusting Stryver and Court and legal services with this matter. Remember to review us on the hive.
2: Oh, I will. You can count on that.
7: Good day, kind miss. Bye.
5: Why would Sheriff Marley have left such a strange device for you?
2: To wrap one's mind around the oddity that was Marley's behaviors past and past would lead one to the sanitarium. <coughs> Uff, blasted device is corrupted or broken. I shall have
5: that lawyer's license for this. Ma'am, I believe the drive to be time stamped. Access can
2: only be granted at a certain I know what time stamped means, Cratchit. Why are you still bearing shadow upon my office door? Well, tomorrow is Chris- Out with it, man, or it will be tomorrow by the time you finish your wandering thought. Tomorrow's Christmas Day, and
5: I've worked the last
2: three in a row. And? If it's convenient, I thought it would be good to spend Christmas time with my children while
5: they're still so young.
2: It is not convenient. Nor is it fair to use your offspring as emotional leverage. You are contracted by the union to work the 25th. And if I were to contact them and say you were not active, leading to your salary being Dr. Day's wage, you'd think yourself ill-used, wouldn't you? Still, you expect them to pay you a day's wage for a day of no work. It's only one day, once per year, ma'am. Be here all the earlier the next morning and expect yourself to be here all the later that night. I will, ma'am. And off you trot back to your desk. You may not leave here tonight until that folder of active files are processed.
5: Yes, ma'am. Merry Christmas, ma'am.
2: Bah. The setting
8: sun Hanging low on the horizon My heart is numb As I watch you slip away You close your eyes as if the light is growing brighter And a peaceful gaze consumes your tired face Do not go gentle, no, my love The angels don't need Against the dying of the light. So many lands still remain to be discovered, so many plants still are hanging in the there is still so much I need to learn about you and the daffodils on silent hills can never tell me what I want to know do not go gentle no my love the angels don't need you above Rage against The dying of the light I never learned How to be myself without you And when I turn. Face the mirror, I see you You're not just half Cause you can't separate the whole No long division, sharp incision Could ever extricate you from my soul Go gentle, no, my love The angels don't need you above Rage against the dying of the light For everything There is a time and there's a season you in silence, but until that day don't go away, it's not your turn to leave me here alone. I
1: Welcome to The Late Show with yours truly, General Joe Gargery. Stepping in for the currently in labor, Kate Nickleby. Well wishes go out to Kate and Frank, and if it's the boy you bear, think of the name Joe as a good choice. Now to kick off our travels through to the first chimes of Christmas morn, a tale as classic as the day of the 25th itself. <sighs> oh,
2: I have radio off.
4: Radio off.
2: Awful man. Full of cheer and for what? His wife in full bloom while he scavenges for extra platinum working seven jobs and never laying eyes on her for weeks on end. What cheer can that bring a person?
4: Hmm, I do not know the answer to that one.
2: I wasn't asking you. Hive, raise the temperature 10 degrees, if not 15. It's as cold as the moon of Pluto in this apartment.
4: I cannot complete set task. Temperature is at maximum allocations under port Christmas regulations. Bah humbug,
2: it cannot be a degree above zero or my aunt is my uncle. Hive, raise temperature 10 degrees.
4: I cannot complete set task. Bah humbug it is. Temperature is at.
2: What is that racket? Hive, source of sound?
4: Sounds in room. Abigail Scrooge breathing. An active screen hum. A Harbinger PPA data drive has activated.
2: Finally, I will know what this annoying forethought of Marley's was. Ugh, I hate wearable tech. Merry Christmas, Scrooge. What was that? Who's there? (gasps) What do you want from me?
9: Much...
2: Who are you?
9: No, no, no. Ask who I was.
2: Uh, who were you?
9: In life, I was your partner and mentor, Judith Marley. Marley is dead. I am.
2: Why did you come here? I must.
9: It has commanded me from the depths of my very spirit. I must share the errors of my ways with you before it's too late. Before you wander the world as I did, without chance of redemption. And must go thus. The chain? Look at it, Abigail. Study it. Locks interlinked for as far as the eye can bear witness. I forged them, each link. Each day I sat in my chair and walked the beat. Never returned until the small hours to my family home, to my husband. Prestige, Abigail. Power. Feel them. Know them. Yours was as heavy as this for the last few
2: years, and you have built it since. If you are here to lecture, I have no time for it. It is late. The night is cold. I want comfort now.
9: I have none to give. I know not how you see me this night. I did not ask the technician the hows and the whys. I have sat invisible beside you many and many a day in life. And no doubt in death, too. I am commanded to bring you a chance, Abigail.
2: Heed it. Quickly, then. Quickly.
9: You will be visited by three challenges tonight. (laughs) Is that the chance? At 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and 3 a.m. This device will chime and you will be given a chance to solve the unsolvable and regain yourself in the process. Market,
2: well, I do not choose to market. Then you will walk where I do, burdened upon your final breath with what you have lost. The words of a dead old woman mean nothing to me. You leave an empty chair and nothing more upon the lives of those that surround you. As will you if you do not challenge yourself to see the best in
9: this gift. Challenge yourself, and seek what you lost most. Find that, and find yourself once more.
2: Wait. Wait, Judith, don't go. Judith, what is the meaning of this message? Goodbye, Abigail. Damn you, Judith, and your parlour tricks from beyond. You think you can command me like a dog by dangling a mysterious treat before my nose, but it will not work. I will certainly not sit to attention. Hive, turn off lights. Lights out. See what happens, Marley, as I sleep through your three chimes and awake fresh as the day is long.
4: Hmm. I do not know that one.
2: Oh, shut up, you!
10: getting cold outside That we both agree I think it's the only thing we have recently And you got a face on you To turn the snow to sleep And I'm the last time I seen you lay with me. I got to bear-covered baby. I got to bear-covered dogs But who hurt my Take a walk outside, let a cold air cool my mind. You can tell me what's going on in your head, it never time. But I know the answers just before you use the words. And I'm believing the stories and the rumors I've heard. But I got your back covered, baby. And I had your bear covered, dog. But who had mine? My- I'm asking you to straight with me. I need you to lay it on the line. Cause there's been a dark cloud hanging over you and me. I can't believe I never read the sign. never read the sign. You start your sentence with, I'm confused, we need to talk. Then you bow your head, change the speed that you walk. And I know it's over now, it's written all over your face. Memories of you and me, you've begun to wear I had your back of a baby. Oh, I had your back of a dog. But who had my?
2: No! No! I won't take part in your foolish games! But then again, a mystery is a mystery. Bah, Humbug! Why is it so dark? Are you part of the mystery foretold to me?
11: I am part. Yes. Who are you? You can call me Christmas Past, for I am your past of Port Christmas. Why do you have
2: no face, no shape at all?
11: First, you must identify me before you can see me. Hear me as I once was.
2: Why are you here?
11: Your soul is at stake. Walk with me.
2: I cannot follow you through the wall into space. I am mortal after all.
11: Take my hand, things work differently in this reality.
2: (laughs) What was that?
11: The pain and pleasure of your past. This program that runs takes your past memories and grants you the opportunity to relive them. ...or those of others who programmed
2: it. I do not want this. Take it off. Stop it! (laughs) (laughs) Ah! What was that? (laughs) I do not want this. Take it off. Stop it!
11: If you remove the drive, you could lose your memory. Your sanity.
2: What kind of chance is this, Judith? Why would you burden me so? Bell. Belle. Find me. Oh, I cannot handle this curse. Not a chance. A step at the heart, died on your feet curse. Not envied by any woman nor man with breath in their lungs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
11: No, if you remove that device, you will never know what happened to your lost love.
2: I know what happened. She left without a whisper, nor rhyme, nor reason. She was there when I left for shift, and upon my return, an empty wardrobe, an empty chair, an empty bed. What more must I learn of pain, of loss, to quench a madman's desires?
11: Belle left for reasons you must know, but you must earn the knowledge without aid by me... ...nor by Judith Marley herself. Then how? Solve the puzzle of the past.
2: Of what puzzle do you speak, foul shadow?
11: Who killed Judith Marley, and why?
2: Belle! Belle, what must I do to solve this puzzle?
11: I could not say. No way, no how. But if I was to try to solve a puzzle from my past... I would go to where it began.
2: Where it began? Fagin's bar on the Victorian promenade. My Belle worked as a barmaid there on Friday
12: nights. What can I get you? Belle!
7: She
11: cannot hear you. She's passed to your present.
12: What does that mean?
11: She is here to enlighten the puzzle. Look for clues, not for contact.
12: A Willow's Wisp?
9: I'm still on duty. Why is Molly here?
12: Speak up there, Sheriff. I don't think all the seedy clientele in the back heard you. Sorry.
9: Why do you think he's coming here tonight?
12: I heard Fagan and him conversing earlier about a new shipment and we aren't due supplies for a month. And you are sure Abigail is
9: not suspicious of your extra shifts?
12: I don't think she has noticed that I am not home, as neither is she. She has grown distant from me since we lost, since I lost our baby. Don't put blame on your shoulders for that. As a third generation outworlder, that
9: is an unfortunate regularity for your kinship.
12: I wish Abby knew that. She blames me. I can tell that much by how hard and far she has pulled away from my side. My hand cold without her touch. I don't even know if she loves me anymore. Oh.
2: I never blamed her.
9: I never stopped. Heads up. You're right.
2: I'll
9: need to contact the union head offices
2: about this.
9: Who
12: is
2: that? Why can't I see their faces?
11: You must learn their identities by solving the
2: The puzzle. I get it. Helpful, aren't you? Going so soon, Sheriff.
4: We haven't had a chance to speak. Fagin, always a pleasure. But I have to get back on duty. Nine cents win my round. On the house, of course. They see him.
2: They know he was there, but... Molly wasn't murdered. She died in her sleep in her locked room. One more round,
9: why not? Barmaid, another willow's wisp, no ice. Oh, no. I
4: insist you're me, Martian Isle
9: if you... insist.
2: <laughs> no, wait! Wait, no! Don't leave, I need to know who they were!
11: Stay the course.
2: Belle! Belle! Belle, what happened to you, my sweetheart? Five, time.
4: Current time, 1.59 AM.
2: I cannot do this. To see these things, to know them. Marla, you have cursed my life twofold. First, by knowing why she left, and secondly, by burdening my eyes with these truths. How would you have me lay my head upon a pillow and drift off with this weight upon my heart, my very soul? Damn you. Damn you to the hell you reside in, I will not be a part of this charade any longer. Not any longer, I say.
12: Hello, Abby.
4: Broken glass detected. Clean up in progress.
12: It can't be.
2: How have you found your way back to this door on this night of all nights? Cleanup complete. Hive quiet mode. Belle, talk to me, goddammit. Do you see me as her? I do.
12: And hear me as her? What are these games you play? Yes and yes. I wish I were this person, so not to disappoint you.
2: Who are you? You wear her face, a face I have known for years, a face I
12: have seen whenever my eyes close at night. No, Miss Scrooge, you have never seen the like of me before. You may call me Christmas present, as I am here to guide you, as you solve the puzzle in real time. But... You see what you will, Scrooge. No more, no less. Walk with me, on this early Christmas morn. We do not have much time. Is that a door in my reality or the other? It is the one without me, were it not for Marley's gift. Wait! What is it now? We have no time for dilly-dallying. The world outside that door and its people can see us, yes. They can see you, not I. But won't I look crazy talking to myself this way? The only people who you will find out there at this tick of the clock are the ones who will not take a second glance at anything you do, for they have seen everything and nothing in equal measure.
2: Docking bay wing. Why would you drag me out here at this time of night? Day. Oh,
12: morn? Remember, they cannot see or hear me, but you they can. Quiet in your words, or this will have been for naught. What are they up to? Are you not an investigator of high regard? Yet you ask a simulation for answers. I now see why you have not taken Marley's name off of the sheriff's office door. I'll pipe down you.
2: Am I to believe these men are under the employ of Fagin and the Faceless Man?
12: Oh, now you are getting it. The question is, who is the Faceless Man? And how could he kill a woman left alone in a locked room? All I have to do is drag these idiots in and make them flip on whoever's at the top of their food chain. And that is something you can do alone? Taken five bio-enhanced heavies?
2: How can you tell they're bio-enhanced from this distance?
12: Because you did. If I was you.
2: Christmas Past said he could not help me in any way. Why are you?
12: He was level one. I am level two. It's harder on level two. And when you die, you stay dead. Besides, we both know I am not helping you.
2: Hmm. Well, that's the first thing we can both agree on.
12: Because every word I utter is yours before mine. I am a reflection of your own inner voice. Like a ripple in a puddle of your conscience. You know you can't do this alone. Because Marley could not do this alone. That was her mistake. And you always learn from her mistakes. Cratchit. Now you are getting it. Get a
4: move on, you lot. The gentleman has a timetable to keep to. Yeah, no, we can't still be here come 6am.
2: We know where and when. We grab Fagin and he will flip and flop like a pillow on a hot night. Cratchit lives out here near the docking wing. I can get to Cratchit's apartment and back within an hour.
12: You must go away from here quickly. Yes, I know. Why do you say so? because the hour of three fast approaches. And if the chimes strike whilst you are here, you will not be able to see them, but they will be able to see you.
2: Wait, what? Why am I in interrogation? No comment. You have your roles reversed there, faceless. The investigator sets the time. You only say no comment if you're sitting in... How did you do that? How did you switch chairs so quickly without my eyes detection? No comment. Ah, you are the third. No comment. Christmas future. Or Christmas yet to come, if you want to be all fancy and dramatic. No. Look, i got a short window to close a case, so let's hurry this along. No comment. Then show me what I must see so I can put to rest Judith Marley and finally discover where my bell disappeared to. No. Comment. Yeah, yeah, I get it. How do we end this? Do I need to tell you who you are? Almost. And how you killed Marley? Getting warmer. And if I don't? No. You have a connection to Fagin, but that could be anyone in the criminal underworld. His bar's a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Maybe I am coming at this wrong. Think, Abigail, think. Who would Marley have noticed? She always knew Fagin was a criminal, but was always championing finding the bigger fish. So, who is the bigger fish than Fagin on Port Christmas? No comment. What was it that Fagin said on the docking bay? No, shut up. What did he call his assailant? Warmer. Bah, humbug! Think, Abigail, think! That's it! The gentleman. Where have I heard that before? A case from the past. The first high-profile case I was assigned by Molly herself. The Myrtle case. Blandois. You
8: are halfway to freedom, little miss. Now finish
2: it. Blandois was accused of being a spy for the Borderlands militia. He was heavily suspected of poisoning a diplomat in London and fleeing back home via the Paris shuttle. It was never proven, but Marley worked that case prior to coming to Port Christmas and when Blandois's name was mentioned by Myrtle, it got her attention. Colder. What do you mean, colder? No comment. Okay. Hmm. It has long been suspected that Fagin is smuggling goods into Port Christmas from the Borderlands. That will be what's in those barrels. Be it ales, or some other narcotics, the contents do not matter. He would need a connection in the Borderlands to acquire loot from. Connect
13: the dots, or stay here
2: forever. Myrtle was a silent partner in Fagin's bar. Once he was exposed as a fraudster who was both morally and fiscally bankrupt, Fagin would have looked to take his revenge on him. Myrtle could have mentioned his connection to Blandois to save his own skin. Blandois could have given Fagin the untraceable poison to take out Marley before she put an end to their illicit deeds. Good
9: work. Now go get your men. Don't make the same mistakes I did, Abigail.
2: Move aside. I have a case to solve.
9: Don't lose sight of your bonds. Don't lose the love of your life over the love of your work. And don't forget to cherish
2: your friendships.
8: Be kind to one another and don't give in to fear. It's all that I am asking for for Christmas time this year. We've had enough of fighting and dying in the streets. For Christmas, I just want a little peace. Be blind to one another, the differences are small. We all have got a cross to bear, we all have got our fault for once when we're affronted can we turn the other cheek for christmas i just want a little peace and if the fates should bless us with a moment of reprieve we all could stand together in the silence and just breathe rejoice for all the happiness mourn for all all that I am asking for, this lonely Christmas Eve. Christmas, I just want a little peace For Christmas, I just want a little peace
3: Is that Santa, Mommy? To sleep now, all of you. Christmas is but hours away. See who's at the door at this unnerving hour.
2: Yes, my love. Bob, I need your help.
3: Keep it down, keep it down. If Emily hears you, she will... Abby Scrooge, this hour? You better not be here to steal my husband away for work. Kill us both. Emily, I have just cracked open a huge case. (laughs) Hmm. At this early in the morn, I'm surprised it's not a huge crate of ale. This is Christmas morn. I know you do not wish it well. That is your business. We wish it the greatest of cheer, as do our five children in those two rooms down the hall. They are expecting to awaken in a few hours and be greeted by their loving parents as they open their gifts.
5: I'm sure it won't take long, my love.
3: It will not, I assure you, because if you exit through that door, do not care to enter back through it in the future. But, Emily! (laughs) Do not, Emily, me! Is
12: that Santa, Mommy?
3: (laughs) That be Santa. You must need to rub your eyes a few more times, young one.
2: No, Tim. It's me, Abigail. I work
3: with your dad. How do you know his name? Why would I not? These last five years, you have never asked how he was doing, nor have you showed any interest in any of my other children.
2: It does not mean I do not care, nor that I do not listen to your husband when he shines about them. Bob, I need your help, and I cannot promise you will be back before Tim, Martha, Belinda, Matthew, or baby Lucy awakens, but this is time-sensitive. It's about Marley.
3: Dear Moon,
2: she knows them all.
3: Bob, get your coat. Emily! But Emily, nothing! Your partner needs you! Yes, my love. Now I'm going back to bed, as is this little one here. Ah, oh, Mom! Aw, oh, Mom, nothing. I will have a joyous breakfast awaiting your return. Oh, no, but I could not impo- (laughs) Never would it be an imposition, not today, nor any. Now off you both trot to protect the station. Bye, Annie Abigail. Bye for now, Tiny Tim,
2: and Merry Christmas, kid.
1: Good morn, Port Christmas. I'm your early morning sip of coffee, General Joe Gargery, here to send you on your way to a celebratory day aboard the Good Station Port Christmas. We have major news to share with you all this morning. It turns out Fagan and a Mr. Blandoyce were arrested last night on some major charges. It seems Old Fagan and chumps were trafficking child slaves in from the borderlands to work in his kitchen and sweatshops. One of these children named Oliver stated, he has no home to go back to as he was an orphan. This sad news was met with rumors that the recently departed from Port Christmas Sheriff Abigail Scrooge had put forward papers to adopt the kid. What a huge turnaround for her this last five years! Speaking of which, we have learned through Fred Sowerberry, Scrooge's former brother-in-law, that she has vacated her sheriff's position and instated Bob Cratchit as her replacement. What a great piece of news for the Cratchit family this morning, eh? Where's she gone? You may be asking. Well, he told us she has set course for Europa of all places, and finally we found out that Kate Nickleby and Frank Cheerible have welcomed a baby boy into the stars named Nicholas after his uncle. Our warm wishes and congratulations go out to them all at this time.
2: Belle, I am on my way. Port Christmas, he shall be home soon.
8: Running in the sand Living on the land breeze was in our eyes We stood beneath the dragonflies And danced All Night
0: Port Christmas was written And directed by Drew Carson And starred Deanna Cooney as Abigail Scrooge Jason Wiley as Bob Cratchit Caleb Harrelson is Joe Gargery Megan Forbes is Sheriff Marley. Cameron Miller is Christmas Past. Mercedes Lewis is Christmas Present. Jake Gallagher is Christmas Future. Megan Sticht is Mrs. Cratchit. Jack MacArthur as Fagin. CJ Haviland as Fred Sowerberry. Lex Zorn is Hive Voice. Samara Mears as Tiny Tim. Dave Maresca, Gentleman Visitor. Margaret Ashley as Town Gossip. Miscellaneous characters by Drew Carson. Music for Port Christmas was provided by M.G. Evans, Josh Woodward, and Audio Nautics. You can find out more about the soundtrack by visiting www.radiohaver.com.
8: As weeks turned into months we knew As life caught up we slowly grew apart And untied